welcome back, everybody. This is James again, doing my second uh, show here. Dog sitting for uh, Mr. Uh, Big Kev. So, uh, yeah, I decided for the second one, we're going to take a little break from politics. In, except the problem is I'm going to talk about the entertainment industry, uh, which has been inundated with politics. So it might be hard to complete, keep it completely out. But uh, I thought we'd do something a little bit different here. I thought we might do, I don't know, um, you know, in this time that a lot of people are quarantined or, you know, laid off or whatever it is, y'all might not be, you know, doing much more than sitting home and watching Netflix or, you know, HBO Max or Hulu, you know, YouTube vids. So I thought I would talk about a, a couple of the shows that I'm watching uh, right now. Uh, that I think are probably worth your time. So, uh, I think the last major release that I watched uh, was something that we bought for 20 bucks. I should have thought about this before I started talking, because I'm not going to be able to think of it. Um, but it was something that... Uh, well, we'll talk about the model first. Uh, I'll, I'll think of what it was. But uh, we bought something for 20 bucks in my house, uh, uh, you know, on demand. And it was a movie that was supposed to be released in theaters. Oh, it's going to kill me until I think of it. Um, but I want to talk about how I think that sort of model is perfect and how we need to keep that up. Because theaters, let's be honest, unless you're like a teenager going out, because that's like the one place you're allowed to go, not at your parents' house, you know, movie theaters are about as overrated as, overrated as they get and I'm really liking this idea of all major releases just coming into your home for 20, 30 bucks a pop, right? You can have six, seven, eight, no matter how many friends you want over. It's like buying a pay-per-view, right? You know, it's 30 bucks a pop, but you have six people over, everyone kicks kicks in five bucks, and you're watching a movie for $5, you know? That would normally cost you close to 20 going to the theater, and you can pause it, you can take smoke breaks, you can take piss breaks, you can watch half of it, pause it, cook dinner, make dinner for everybody, have dinner, then watch the second half. So I think that model's really cool. Uh, a lot of, obviously, studios are kind of rejecting that because they sort of can read between the lines and realize that, uh, yeah, people are going to scam the system. And if you put your movies online for, you know, rent on a, you know, a streaming service, very easily hackable. And you're going to you know, lose a lot of profit. But after COVID, I don't see movie theaters really bouncing back. I don't see a lot of people wanting to go to theaters. So I think it's really sort of, it's it's going to become the norm, I think, and I hope. Um, but that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, these, uh, let me turn this down a little bit, uh, that these, uh, you know, big budget movies really have to suffer because I think that... Um, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, the convenience is going to outweigh people's desire to go see movies because streaming services, I mean, all of them, right, are becoming so drastically more accessible and their products, I mean, you know, Netflix originals, Hulu originals, HBO originals, and now you got HBO Max, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, are really making this 
this sort of the new normal. And I don't hate it. I really don't. Uh, I think it's a, a really good idea um, just because people, I mean, they might even be able to up it to like 50 bucks if you want to, you know, say the next, I mean, name your, pick your poison, right? There was supposed to be a new Top Gun that came out this summer, didn't come out. But say if that does come out in December and they just do it solely on demand and they charge 50 bucks a pop, people will pay that. You know, because you can get like five, you know, the, the group of people that you're going to go see it with in the theater, right? You get five people to come over, everyone pays 10 bucks. And it's still cheaper than having to drive all the way to the theater, blah, blah, blah. You can go to someone's house, get completely trashed, pause whenever anyone needs a pause, you know what I mean? You're not going to miss anything. I, I, I think it's great. Um, so hopefully that becomes the sort of new normal and, uh, yeah, I think it's great. I still haven't remembered that movie that we bought for 20 bucks. <laughs> it was worth it. It wasn't Bill and Ted. Um, shit. It was a couple months back. Eh, whatever. Who gives a flying fuck? Anyway, uh, so yeah, let me uh, sort of talk to you about some of the things I've been watching recently, streaming, because I've been a good little, a good little soldier and uh, kind of stayed home and... Haven't really been doing much, but there's this one uh, show that came out. It's on HBO Max. I just finished uh, the first four episodes of it, and uh, it's uh, produced by Ridley Scott. And Ridley Scott's my favorite director, and uh, he um, directed the first two episodes of it. And through four episodes, it's a pretty good sci-fi. So it's about just the premise, and then I'll play the the sound of the trailer. You're not gonna be able to see the trailer. You can follow along, but um, it's about these two androids. Apparently there was some, some war on earth between believers and atheists, right? So it's kind of like that South Park episode. Um, but, uh, the atheist sent two androids, androids ahead to this, uh, this moon, I think. Oh, it might be a planet. I'm not sure. It's Kepler 22B. I think that's what it's called. Uh, sounds familiar. Uh, I think that might be a planet that we've discovered and uh, discovered and named, but they send these two androids ahead because they can take a fast ship. They don't have to, you know, go into uh, hibernation or cryo cryo sleep or whatever it is. And so they get there and they basically try to um, uh, pump the female android with uh, human. Um, genetic material to create human life before the religious zealots get there because they're taking a lot slower uh slower ship but anyway uh take a quick listen to the trailer here Yes. 
belief in the unreal that destroyed the Earth. Our enemies built an ark, which is now headed here, the only known planet where humans can survive. And should the Mithraic's ark ever make it here, you will not listen to their words. They believe that allowing androids to raise human children is a sin. We must rescue our stolen children. Do not tell them what I am. I want to talk to you without the android for a sec. She's not an android. Yes, she is. Okay, so, you know, I gave you the basic premise, and uh, it's cool. There's a bunch of uh, actors that are the leads in it that I really haven't seen in much. But if you guys like Vikings, the the main, the lead guy from Vikings is one of the lead characters in this. And, uh, yeah, it's a really cool kind of um, Dune meets, I don't know, uh, uh, Logan's Run meets, it's, it's, it's really well done. And, um, you know, it's getting mixed critic reviews, but the audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are right around, sitting around 90%. So, uh, fans love it. So, I would honestly give that a shot. That's one of uh, my favorite things I've been watching recently. I've been watching a whole bunch of stuff. I started a show um, on that's on uh, Prime. Uh, it's called Absentia. And it's got three seasons. I just uh, I just finished it. And it's a, it's also a very, very cool premise. Uh, it's about this uh, woman who dip vanished, was presumed killed by this serial killer. And, uh, yeah, I'll just give you a taste of this uh, trailer right now. Real quick. Conrad Harlow is found guilty of the murder of Special Agent Emily Byrne. Where's my wife? I imagine you're in bed with your new wife right now. Uh, are you calling me? Emily, she's alive. You've been gone for six years. Where were you? Do you recall anything from your time in captivity? No. What happened? What's going on? I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> You think I put myself in the tank? We're in this together. You're not the one who was taken. All right, so yeah, uh, you probably picked up maybe a little bit of that from the trailer, but uh, she's an FBI agent. She was taken. They presume she was killed, but then she just randomly shows back up six years later. Or they find her six years later, and then it, everything ensues from there. It's a really good watch. It's three seasons. It's a complete series, so you don't have to worry about starting it and finishing it on Amazon, and then, oh, when's the next season going to come out? Because um, that is, it's done, I'm pretty sure. I mean, the way they ended season three, I'm pretty sure it's over. But that's another great one. So I would I would uh, recommend Raised by Wolves on HBO Max and Absentia on Hulu. Or not Hulu, uh, on Amazon Prime. And there's another Amazon Prime show. It's an older show, uh, but it got renewed by Amazon Prime. The new season has just come out, or it came out last year. 
and there's another season on the way. Uh, it's called The Expanse. I know I'm going very sci-fi on this. Uh, it's called The Expanse, and it's this uh, show about basically humanity has spread off Earth, and there's uh, colonies in the asteroid belt and colonies on Mars. And basically the three factions don't consider themselves, you know, allies at all. So basically belters are belters, they live in the belt, and then Martians, Martians. But they're all humans, but they've it's been long enough since they all left Earth that they have battles and things like that. It's probably the best science fiction show I've ever seen. I rank it kind of up there with uh, the, the, the remake of Battlestar. So if you're into that kind of thing, then... Uh, yeah, then I would uh, completely go for those three. And those three will keep you busy uh, for a while. Um, you know, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the first one, uh, Raised by Wolves, the one with the androids. Uh, I think there's four episodes out, and they release a new episode, I think, every Thursday or Friday. So that one's going kind of week by week, but they put the first three out. So if you want to start that, you can binge the first four, but then you have to wait week for week. Uh, it's kind of what they're doing with another really great show, uh, sort of sort of in the same vein, but not like space sci-fi, but uh, uh, another Amazon Prime show, The Boys, uh, the, the R-rated superhero um, show, which is also great. And it also just uh, released its second season uh, last Friday. And again, we're, or no, a week ago Friday. And because, yeah, we're, uh, we're, I'm filming this or taping this on the 13th of September. But uh, yeah, that's another great one. Um, it's basically just if the Avengers were all assholes. <laughs> I mean, it's essentially what it is. Um, it's more DC than Marvel, actually. It's if, if, if all the Justice League were all assholes is probably a better way to describe it. Uh, Superman is a piece of shit. Uh, Aqua, Aquaman is uh, kind of a rapist. Um, uh, I'm trying to think the other ones, uh, um, we got Wonder Woman in there who's just kind of a lost lesbian sort of, well, I guess that's kind of giving away a plot point, but anyway, uh, it's a really good show. Um, you got, uh, Carl Urban in it and, uh, a bunch of uh, people you've never seen before who are also great. Um, first season's got, uh, uh Elizabeth Shue. So that's another really great show, something to, something to keep your eye on if you're into sort of the superhero genre, but you want it with a little more sort of sarcastic edge to it. I mean, it's all kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's very graphic, it's bloody as shit, and it's a great time. I'm sure a lot of you have already seen The Boys, but just if you didn't know, season two started, and there's, I think, four episodes out right now. But yeah, so those are sort of my four picks for what to watch if you're still kind of doing the whole Netflix and chilling and waiting for the time when uh, all this silliness ends. But, you know, there's other things going on in uh, in sort of the Hollywood, <laughs> the fabric of Hollywood, I guess, you know. And again, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to separate entertainment from politics because they're so intertwined right now because everything you watch has to have some sort of SJW message. It's got to be. We 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 can't have nice things anymore. Essentially, I mean, it's in sports, it's in movies, and TV, everything. You know, you ham 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 handed, slap you over the face, political messaging and everything, and you know, and we're seeing it a lot with uh, 
a lot of people that are getting canceled recently. I mean, I, I mean, it's been going on for a while, um, but you're noticing it more and more, and it's not in the mainstream kind of Hollywood stuff, so you're not really seeing it with... Besides the Me Too movement took down a whole shitload of people, but it's happening a lot on one of my favorite platforms. And uh, my favorite platform, the, basically where I spend most of my time and, and the entertainers I love the most, uh, is YouTube. And a lot of you probably rolling your eyes like, dude, YouTube's gay. It's just a bunch of like cat videos and shit. Now, there is a really, really important, healthy contingent of YouTubers out there that put out really phenomenal quality content and also speak very loudly about the issues of the day. And a lot of them are getting, or at least have been attempted to be taken down. And this speaks a lot to the first amendment to this, this, you know, everyone, your feelings matter more than anything else in the world type shit. And, you know, what sucks about it is because is not because, but is that, um, these, these creators, the stuff they're doing today that is, deemed reprehensible by the the powers that be at youtube and google and whoever is really running the show over there in terms of censorship would have been no one would have batted an eye at it five years ago especially not 10 years ago five years ago maybe and it's really sad because you know one of my favorite channels got uh a uh I don't think it was a copyright strike, but it was just a general YouTube strike. Um, and if you know anything about YouTube, uh, it's basically like baseball. Three strikes and you're out, right? So one strike, you can't post for a week. Two strikes, you can't post for two weeks. Three strikes, you're done. And you can never post again, right? And this is one of the most like funny, wholesome, cool channels. And they got a, a strike, which was their second strike, which means they're teetering around right the edge for posting a video of a little kid dancing around shooting a Roman candle. And YouTube deemed that to be child abuse slash child endangerment. I mean, and the kid wasn't like a two-year-old. This was like a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid jumping around, shooting off a Roman candle. And they got a strike, which puts them right in the brink of never being able to post on YouTube again. And this is a channel that has you know, well over a million subscribers. Like, it's not a small channel. And they're a reaction channel. It's, um, the channel name is MXR Plays. It's a really cute Asian couple, Henry and Jeannie. And uh, they basically what they do is they react to different threads on reddit so they'll like they'll pick a random reddit thread and they'll go down and they'll post a meme that someone puts or a short clip of video and react to it so it's a reaction channel uh henry also you know got basically he blew up because he would you know do skyrim mods you know basically modifying skyrim to basically make all the girls naked and shit you know silly goofy nonsense you know, I tried playing Skyrim, but every time I played one of those goddamn games, my Xbox would always fucking freeze. So I never really got big time into Skyrim. But they're just 
goofy kids. They're like 25, 26 years old. They're a couple. And they do these videos together. And they basically just play goofy videos and react to them. But they got a strike for showing a, a, a not a little kid. Just like a middle kid. You know what I mean? Not a teenager. Not a, not you know, not a, you know, not an infant. Like in the middle. You know, where you're old enough. Because the kid's dancing around with it. He's like playing. He's shooting the shooting the rum candle off between his legs, like having fun, right? And yeah, they almost got completely to the brink of being kicked off the entire platform. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, and for those of you who probably think YouTube's a joke and who cares, right? YouTube is probably one of the 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 last bastions of of people really just saying F you to the the PC SGW culture. And not that I'm saying that's what MXR plays does because they really don't. Um, Henry may or may not drink out of a ladder with Crowder mug that he turns away. So the logo doesn't show, but those of us who have one know what he's doing. Um, but at the same time, these people are just back to the point. They're fighting against this corporate entertainment system that is just hamstringing people legitimately hamstringing content creators who aren't doing anything wrong you know they're a kid shooting fireworks off almost gets them kicked off youtube because that's child endangerment and i use them as an example to sort of lead into probably my my rant of this sort of section that we're doing here um, and my rant of this section is going to be bum, ba, da, bum, about the Netflix movie Cuties. Surprise, surprise. I'm going to two ice in the mic. Anyway, um, for those that are unfamiliar, uh, Netflix just uh, recently put on a French film. Uh, English translation is cuties and it's about uh, a dance group of 11 year old girls who basically dance like fucking strippers and they the people behind this and all the people that are defending this are basically saying well the point of the movie is to show that exploiting children is bad well yeah I mean that kind of you don't we don't need a movie to show us that, right? And that's fine. That's a good message. Exploiting children is bad, especially sexually when they're 11 years old. Um, but what people, I think, that are so quick to jump to this movie's defense really don't realize is that, okay, yes, it's a fictional movie, but you have to realize that the people in the movie that are playing the parts are not fictional. These are real 11-year-old girls doing this in real life. Yes, they're playing characters, but still, they're doing it themselves, right? They're, they're not the characters when the cameras are on. They're the characters when you watch the movie, but they're not the characters when they're performing these really suggestive, gross, pedophilic actions in this film. And, you know, that's why a lot of people who are defending, well, it's, it's saying that, you know, child exploitation is bad. It's like, okay, yeah, but then 
Did you need to exploit four 11-year-olds to show that exploiting 11-year-olds is bad? I mean, that's pretty much what they did. And who are the parents of these four 11-year-old girls that are allowing them to wear basically G-strings and twerk in front of grown men in the movie? Uh, you know, I haven't seen it. I, I, I watched one trailer and I had to shut it off halfway through because, you know, as, as human beings, we all have to have sort of a line, a line in the sand that we draw. And, um, mine has always been, uh, don't fuck with kids. I know. Shocking, right? What a, what a weird line to, to, you know, weird stance to take. And, it, it's bizarre because after everything that we've heard in the last year and a half, two years about all these powerful people going to pedophile Island with Jeffrey Epstein and he's grooming young girls and oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And then you release this movie that you claim is to show how awful it is that young girls are sexually exploited and manipulated but you're still using 11-year-olds to show it. Like if you're if you wanted to find a bunch of I don't know, really really young-looking 18-year-old girls and try to pass them off as 11, like they do in every, you know, every teen horror movie when all the high school kids are obviously 35, you could have done that and then no one would really have a problem with it. But they use real 11-year-old girls and the and the real 11-year-old girls not you know not in character just the actual human beings are doing these dance moves in front of ogling grown men and you can say yeah but it's just acting it's just acting okay fine fair enough but at the same time they're still 11 in real life in their heads and you're putting this out there and you you, you want to tell me that pedophiles aren't going to just flock to Netflix to to watch this movie and think nasty things? Of course they are. Of course they are. Now, if you could track them and you could see whoever maybe watch... I mean, we can't do that because that would just be completely anti-freedom. But you know what I mean? It's still creepy and it's still... You could make the same point, but don't make it this like fun, fictional, quote-unquote dramatic movie do a documentary about it do a doc make it a documentary interview actual girls that have been through the 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 sex trafficking trade and all that but you know i'm not saying it glorifies it but it's at the same time it's just gross like who's gonna watch this who's gonna watch this this movie where you have you know and 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 they throw a whole bunch of other you know buzz politics into it because the the main chick is an islamic refugee from somalia or ethiopia or some kenya maybe i don't know and her family is very conservative and very you know conservative muslim family and she doesn't like that so she rebels and goes out and puts on booty shorts at 11 and starts shaking her fucking ass in front of grown men's faces it's disgusting it's just gross man and I don't care if the point of it is to show that taking advantage of young girls sexually is wrong. Uh, we all fucking already knew that. Who's who? Who's 
again, I always kind of revert back to Bill Beer, Bill Burr clips or quotes, but who's watching that that's been banging underage kids and watches it and just goes, oh my God, holy shit, I didn't realize that's wrong. Now I'll stop because the movie cuties. No, no, you're, you're, you're chumming the waters for perverts and you're to spread a message that anyone who's not already doing weird shit like that already knows. You're not changing anyone's opinion on child sex trafficking or exploiting young girls sexually. You're you're not accomplishing anything more than just giving pedophiles jerk off material. That's that's all it is. It's it's jail material for creeps. And you know, you have all these these film critics let me look it up right now because last time I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, it was ridiculously skewed in terms of critic percentage and um, user viewer percentage, right? So I wonder if they even kept it up. They might, they might not have. They might have taken it down because of all the controversy. Let's see. If my phone would fucking work, that'd be nice. Oh my god, give me a fucking search. Come on. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes, you bastard of bastards. There we go. Okay. Okay, it's still on there. So, where we're at now. Okay, see, this is how out-of-touch liberal... Hollywood movie reviewers are with the rest of the world, right? Okay. So you have 37 reviews from this movie by quote-unquote professional film critics. 89% positive. 89%. You have 1,047 audience reviews. 3% positive. So 89% of perverted Hollywood critics love the movie. 3% of perverted normal people love the movie. 89 to 3. That is one of the most ridiculous scores in terms of the difference between critic reviews and audience score. 89% critics loved it. 89% critics loved it. 3% of people that actually went to see it who were not critics gave it a positive review. Oy. And and here... No, let, <laughs> let me read the uh, criti- critics' consensus as, uh, as written on Rotten Tomatoes here. Cuties is a thoughtful look at the intricacies of girlhood in the modern age. Yuck. Cuties is a coming-of-age film that confronts its themes with poignancy and nuance. No, it doesn't. Uh, the theme is child children at 11 years old being sexually exploited is bad, but let's throw them in booty shorts and have them grind on old men's laps anyway. Okay, good theme. Poignancy and nuance poignancy and nuance um listen i i i get that there's been 
sexual, sexually sort of, not promiscuous, but sort of sexually explicit movies in the past when it comes to children, right? Blue Lagoon, um, uh, Lolita. There have been some. However, those have all been horror films. Well, not Blue Lagoon. Blue because Blue Lagoon wasn't really. It was two underage kids, but you know, Brooke Shields got naked. But regardless, but there have been movies with young girls that have been sort of thrown at thirteen, right? None of those included a fucking hip hop dance number where the girls were in booty shorts shaking their ass while people are cheering them on. So it's not the same fucking thing, and. None of them were ever as old as 11. I mean, you can say Natalie Portman, the professional, but that was never a sexual thing. She was just being hunted, right? So, I don't know. Cuties really bothers me, and I'm usually one of those who's anti-censorship, throw it out there, but again, like I said, you know, touching touching the line when you, when it comes to kid shit, you just got to leave that leave that alone. Because, you know, they're saying that, oh, the girl learns her lesson and realizes that she shouldn't be doing this. And then, you know, she wants to just be a girl again at the end and blah, blah, blah. Okay, good. But it was a story that didn't need to be fucking told. We didn't, we didn't need it. Everyone already knew that shit was bad. And if you didn't know it was bad, you're already a creep and you're going to probably fuck up and do some weird shit anyway. So why subject the rest of us, you know? to it when you you know and the original poster for netflix they just try to make it look all cool like it was like fucking uh 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 christ what the hell is that stupid movie with the acapella group uh the bartim bellas fucking pitch perfect kind of made it look like pitch perfect and it's like no these are 11 year old girls wearing stripper costumes and dancing in front of lecherous old men like uh uh-uh, that's not you can't do that. That's that's no bueno. But anyway, that's my rant on cuties. It's getting the backlash it deserves. People are thinking about suing Netflix. I don't think you need to do that. I don't. You make your make your outrage or your you know opposition to the film known. So hopefully Netflix won't do it again. I don't believe in censoring anything, but you can have an opinion on it. But don't you know? It's not going to be taken off. Don't try to go that route, but just make sure Netflix next time when they have a pedophile movie on their desk, they don't green light that shit. You know what I mean? Leave this one alone and blah, blah, blah. All right. One last thing before we go, because yeah, I'm at 36 already on this one and I was about 46 last one. What do we, what do we want to talk about entertainment wise? What's, what's coming out? Oh man, it's it, it's so weird during COVID. Oh, I really can't think of that movie that we bought for twenty bucks. I know I'm back on that. Sorry guys. Um, what the hell was it? it was like the oh, um, I don't think it was Doctor Sleep. I don't know. Well, regardless, what what what's the next big thing coming out? Hopefully. Well, whatever. Hopefully, it's this one. I mentioned it earlier, and I kind of am excited for it because 
you know, it is what it is. But uh, we'll leave you with this. And, uh, yeah, that's sort of the uh, the Hollywood Minute here. But, uh, yeah, here's a few sounds from the movie that was supposed to come out this year, but apparently it's been pushed back to 20, 2021. Okay. But let's listen. Your instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. His exploits are legendary. What he has to teach you may very well mean the difference between life and death. Your reputation precedes you. I have to admit, I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. Dog fighting. Two versus one. He's got to be kidding. <laughs> 